What up, dope? This your boy, Josh Williams, here with the January 10th, 2018 edition of my podcast, the best damn podcast out here as far as wrestling concerned, the Hill Turn Podcast. I'm going to give you the rundown. I'm going to start off with a little bit of rumors, uh, some injuries that has been taking place this week, um, and maybe some injury news like what have I heard or what's been out there. Um, then I'm going to go into the Royal Rumble. I'm going to give you the rules, the concept of the match, the participants of the match, and maybe a little bit of fun facts. Then I'm going to transition to my favorite faction in the world right now as far as wrestling, the Bullet Club. I'm going to give you a little history lesson on that. I'm going to tell you how it started, how it evolved, how it went from one leader to the next leader to the next leader, and who joined over its basically five-year span now. Bullet Club has been out since my birthday. I want to say since my 21st birthday, May 3rd of 2013. Yeah, man. So, in the next segment, we will be talking about rumors and injuries. Let's get it. These are the rumors for the January 10th edition of The Hill Turn Podcast. Triple H had dinner with UFC legend Ronda Rousey and her agent this past Tuesday. That's why he was absent from the SmackDown Live that was held in Alabama this past Tuesday. It is rumored that Ronda Rousey may come to a deal with the WWE so she can have her official WWE debut at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view later on this month. Triple H confirmed with the Associated Press that a deal is trying to get made, but there is nothing to announce at this time. But he confirmed that they all are, you know, having conversations. I think that would be huge for Ronda Rousey. I think it will have a little payoff for WWE. Um, Somebody with her star in and drawing ability uh it's already one of her best friends in the wwe tearing it up right now uh her name is Shayna baszler she's out here pretty much killing the game right now as a uh, nxt rookie she's wreaking havoc so it would be dope to officially because she was in the ring with the rock at wrestlemania a couple of years ago uh, they had a little promo skit segment type thing in the ring with Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. But it would be dope to see her go toe-to-toe with some of the best women athletes in the squared circle at WWE. Um, I would probably love to see her on SmackDown. Raw has enough stars. So if you could get Ronda Rousey to come over to SmackDown, I feel like that would be dope as hell. 
Um, yeah, man. That's pretty dope. Any any more women added to... Well, the more women I feel like is added to the roster, the better. Because this is a great time to be a woman's wrestler in the WWE as much history as they're breaking. Like I said, she's rumored to be in the first ever women's Royal Rumble match. So, that's pretty exciting. Uh, she could be out there, man. That would be dope. Um, the next rumor is coming from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Kenny, the cleaner Omega, has signed a deal with New Japan Pro. That will keep him with the company until after Wrestle Kingdom 13 next year. Uh, there are rumors also that Y2J Chris Jericho's involvement with New Japan Pro Wrestling was a Emperor Palpatine plot to get Kenny to sign with the WWE in time for the Royal Rumble, which I don't believe. It might be a little reach because I don't see how Chris Jericho would try to make him come to the WWE if he himself has left and came to New Japan Pro Wrestling. So maybe people are feeding into that a little bit too much. Uh, Kenny Omega also responded to Roman Reigns' interview with Corey Graves on the WWE Network show Straight to the Source. He basically said in the interview that he was the best in-ring performer today. And look at the numbers since he became the guy. It's on the high, it's on the rise. Nobody ain't touching me. I'm fucking incredible. He didn't say that, but I basically summed it up like that. Um, Kenny Omega responded to what he said in a Bleacher Report interview with... By no means do I actually think he believes in those words. There's no possible way. But I do not have to speak on it. I honestly don't think Roman Reigns is the best in-ring performer in the world. Um, like I said, he's in the maybe top five. At least top ten at, at best. But do I think he's the absolute best? Hell no. It's debatable. It's debatable. I don't know. Because right now I'm thinking he do put on good matches when he has to, but it's 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 debatable. Mark Henry also, you know, it's rumored that he's retiring from the WWE as an active member on the roster. He may end up, you know, doing work at the performance center. I don't know. It's just basically in-ring work he will not be doing. Uh, and also, Candice LeRae, Johnny Gargano's wife, Joey Ryan's partner in PWG, and other indie, you know what I'm saying, companies, has signed a deal with the WWE after her showing at NXT and in the Mae Young Classic. So it's pretty dope to see her, as hard as she works, work the ass off in the indie scene. It's dope as fuck to see her, you know, get her shining moment. So, that's pretty dope. And uh, now, I'm going to give you the injuries. The injuries that have been reported and that are out there now. Former Impact Grand Champion Moose may have injured his knee in a four-way match that was supposed to be for the number one contendership 
and to face the Impact World Champion. PW Insider says that it was said that he didn't tear anything, but nothing else is said about the injury. The good thing about him not tearing, you know what I'm saying, tearing anything in his knee is that he won't be out, you know, eight months to a year. Eight months to a year, I'm sorry. Ooh, I had a bird. So he won't be out so long. That's a sign. Maybe he just pulled something or hyperextended his knee. So, or he didn't break it because he could, you know, walk on it a little bit or put a little bit more pressure on it. So maybe he just hyperextended his knee. So that's a good thing. But either way it goes, get well soon, Moose. Um, Paige injured her shoulder in a house show match not too long ago, maybe last week. It was in Uniondale, New York. Um, She was at Raw this week, but she wasn't an in-ring performer. She was basically on the sidelines watching the match. Nothing's really been said about her injury other than she injured her shoulder. As soon as I hear anything about her injury and how long she may be out, I will let you guys know. And the lunatic fringe, Dean Ambrose's injury will keep him out for eight to nine months. He basically tore 50% of his triceps tendon away from the bone and the doctors had to reattach it. He was really hurt basically when he came to the Raw event where Samoa Joe hurt his shoulder kayfabe by throwing the case on his hurt arm. He was really hurt. It wasn't, you know, a a scripted thing. He showed up hurt. They found out about it. They, you know, did x-rays there on the spot. And basically, from that point on, they said they were going to have to go ahead and set up the surgery so he could go ahead and get it done and come back as soon as possible. They didn't know that he had basically fucked up his elbow as bad as he did and basically ripped his tendon from the bone and his tricep. So they had to rewrite the match. They had to rewrite the show. And they rewrote it to make it look like he was hurt so he could have time off for his surgery that he was getting. Uh, This injury couldn't have happened at a worse time with the shield ring. They already lost Roman Reigns for a couple of weeks and when they got him back it seemed like when they get him back they are clicking on one cylinder they just came out with the Balor Club with Finn Balor Gallows and Anderson it would have been dope to see the Shield basically versus the Bullet Club so injuries keep this Shield reunion halted um Maybe when he come back, they will keep it going. I highly doubt it, but anything is possible. You never know with the WWE. But Dean Ambrose, best wishes. I hope you recover well from your injuries and keep on tweeting about The Bachelor, brother. I don't watch it, but it's your prerogative. You don't have nothing else to do but sit on your butt and eat ice cream and watch The Bachelor. And that 
was the rumors and injuries for today's show. Right now, we're going to transition into the Royal Rumble. I'm going to give you the origin of the Royal Rumble, the basic rules for the um, Royal Rumble. And I am going to give you the participants and who I think is going to win, who I think they're going to pick the win, and basically some surprise entries that I've heard that may pop up out of nowhere in the Royal Rumble. So yeah, here we go. The Royal Rumble is based on the classic battle royal match where 30 superstars fight to eliminate their competitors by tossing them over the top rope with both of their feet hitting the ground. The Royal Rumble is different from the battle royal where the 30 superstars do not enter the match at the same time, but they are assigned numbers via lottery. The most common number to win is the number 27. In this year's match on the men's side, it is Elias, the Viper Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, John Cena, Finn Balor, Baron Corbin, Woken Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, Samoa Joe, Rusev, and Aiden English. Um, it's also rumored that Batista could return. Trish Stratus could also return in the Women's Royal Rumble. Rey Mysterio Jr. could re-debut in the WWE at the Royal Rumble. Ricochet from New Japan Pro Prince. Basically, he's Prince Puma from Lucha Underground. Uh, and the other indie wrestling scenes. I think that... This year's Royal Rumble needs to be treated like a big deal. I think it needs to be bigger than expected because the two champions right now are bigger than life. You got Brock Lesnar, basically a fucking bout machine. I'm not going to say he has the best matches, but the guy can draw and have a decent match. It just depends on who he has his match with. AJ Styles. There's nothing else to be said about AJ Styles. He's in my top three. Basically, wrestlers right now that I feel like are the best in-ring competitors. Um, so it will be, it will behoove them to treat this basically like the greatest and the best fucking Royal Rumble ever. So I will hope that you know, it is treated like that. If the surprise entries come in, like Batista, Rey Mysterio Jr., and Ricochet, you know, debuts at Royal Rumble, uh, he's probably going to be with the 205 Live guys, most likely. So it would be dope to see those type of things. But out of the names that I named... From the WWE. Who can I see winning. The Royal Rumble. Uh, Elias. No. I don't see him winning. He's a good heel. Uh, he gets reaction from the crowd. But I don't see him winning. Finn Balor. Uh, if they won't give him his rematch. For the Universal title. I don't see them. You know, Basically giving him. The Royal Rumble. 
Baron Corbin, maybe. Working Matt Hardy, maybe. He's over as fuck with the crowd. Bray Wyatt, it would be unexpected. Samoa Joe, not so much. I don't think they would do that. I think they're going to put him in a match with John Cena. Uh, Rusev, maybe. And uh, Aiden English, I don't think so. I think out of the whole of the Rusev Day, you know, tag team, I think Rusev would be the most capable one to win it because, you know, he's basically the muscle of the two. And Rusev is basically over as fuck as the crowd is chanting Rusev Day every time he comes out. Every time they see him, they're chanting Rusev Day. So he's over as fuck right now with the crowd. So I think they could pick him. But my pick, who do I think will win the Royal Rumble? I think, and I could see them going with Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, the match that he had with AJ Styles and New Japan Pro Wrestling was a fucking house burner match. Um, everybody was on their feet. The match had you at the edge of the seat. It was a great fucking match. It basically made them guys come to WWE. Basically gave them that stardom and basically gave them that buzz because it was a great fucking wrestling match. I could see Shinsuke. Me personally, I would hope Shinsuke Nakamura wins his match at the Royal Rumble. I hope he wins the Royal Rumble. I hope AJ Styles retains his WWE World Heavyweight Championship and these two give us the match that we fucking deserve. The payoff and the match that AJ Styles deserved because the last couple of WrestleManias he's been shitted. He's been at the top of the card. He is the face that runs the place, the champ that runs the camp. That is the guy, the house that AJ Styles built. So give him and Shinsuke Nakamura the greatest platform to show that these two can turn the fucking house up, they can burn the fucking house down, and let them have a great fucking Wrestlemania moment, because I feel like if fucking Shinsuke Nakamura wins this Royal Rumble and faces AJ Styles, it will be a better match it will have to be a better match than they had at New Japan Pro Wrestling. Even though lately they've been, you know, tag team partners and fun buddies and kicking Sami Zayn's and Kevin Owens' ass lately, they've still, you know, teased them two facing each other for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Man, that would be dope as hell, man. Shades can't knock them more. With the Kinshasa! AJ Styles with the fucking phenomenal form. Springboard off the top rope. Or he can hit you with the Styles Clash. Uh, one, two, three. That would be a great fucking match. 
I think it would be the match that WWE needs to get their buzz back up higher. And I think these two men are capable of throwing an all-time match. Who do I think they would pick? They might pick a dumbass pick like fucking Baron Corbin out of nowhere. That long pause is just for the fucking guys, the douchebags, the dumbasses, the 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 fucking butt fucks, and, um, the WWE creative that create these fucking dumbass storylines. Baron Corbin does not need to win the fucking Royal Rumble, but I could see them dumbass people writing him winning the Royal Rumble. I would not be surprised. I would be pissed the fuck off, but not surprised. Um, but hey, while I'm complaining, I only pay my $10 a month to see these pay-per-views when I could be watching them on direct TV and paying $55. So, cheap little plug. Yeah, so, yeah. Get the WWE Network now on the Apple Store, App Store, or you can do it at your Google Play Store right now. Download it. It has hella content. The best content in wrestling right now. Cheap plug. I could be a great endorser. I'm just saying. But yeah. That was the Royal Rumble and the participants in the Royal Rumble. That was the Royal Rumble. Now we're transitioning into my favorite segment. I'm going to give you, well, it's going to be my favorite segment of the day, but I'm going to give you insight and give you the origin of my favorite fucking wrestling faction right now. Out here in the whole wide world, we be changing the world, we be changing the business. The Bullet Club, led by Kenny Omega, right now, I'm going to tell you who created it, who are the founding members. Um, They basically, man, are dope as hell. They remind me of a more, or an uber-athletic NWO, you know, the Bullet Club, you can't go nowhere right now in public and not see a Bullet Club shirt just like you couldn't go around in the mid to late 90s and not see a WWE version or WCW version of an NWO shirt. So, yeah, I'm going to get right into it. Bullet Club came into fruition on May 3rd, 2013, my 21st birthday, twerks up for a real nigga. When Prince David, known as Finn Balor in the WWE, turned on his longtime tag team partner, Taguchi, they were in a group called Apollo 55. He broke that group up to form an all-gaijin stable. The founding members of the Bullet Club are Prince David, Carl Anderson, Tamatanga, and Bad Luck Fale. The group has been compared to the WCW stable NWO 
and as a way of paying homage to the NWO, the members of the Bullet Club began to sweeting each other. On October 25th of that year, uh, the American tag team, the Young Bucks, joined the Bullet Club, and so did Doc and uh, Doc Gallows. You know him as, you know, Luke Gallows. I almost called that nigga Luke Anderson. <laughs> but he ended up tagging with Carl Anderson, and they basically began a, like, a long-ass tag team reign. Uh, on April 6th of 2014, Prince David wrestled his last match for the Bullet Club and his last match for New Japan Pro at that pay-per-view. But in the same pay-per-view, AJ Styles joined the group and eventually took over the leadership for Bullet Club. During AJ Styles' tenure in the faction and as leader in the group, the team held both the tag team titles with Gallows and Anderson and the Young Bucks. Both of the heavyweight championships with AJ Styles holding the IWGP heavyweight championship and the man Yahiro Takahashi holding the never overweight championship. Uh, that year... While AJ Styles was the leader, the uh, Global Force Wrestling founder, Jeff Jarrett, joined the Bullet Club. Kenny Omega joined the New Japan Pro and joined the Bullet Club at the same time. In November 8th of that year, 2014, he challenged Taguchi for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. And he defeated him at Wrestle Kingdom 9, January 4th of that year. Um, AJ Styles basically lost the title to Okada. Uh, and, you know, he went on to battle Tanahashi for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship and lost and then fought the man, you know... Shinsuke Nakamura lost, and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks turned on him, as well as the rest of the Bullet Club, and Kenny Omega took the leadership, and the Bullet Club is what it is today, man. They added Cody Rhodes, Marty Scroll, Adam Page, they had the likes of Adam Cole as well. Like I said, they're basically like a younger, more athletic NWO, like they even have superstars like Stephen Amell from Arrow fame that's in the Bullet Club. These guys are so fucking major. They have their shirts in Hot Topic. I've been trying to get a fucking Bullet Club t-shirt for at least the better half of 2016, 2017, and I cannot find one. I go to the Hot Topic to see if they have them in at the beginning of the month. And every beginning of the month, I get let down. So, hey, fuck it. It doesn't matter. Um, I feel like they're the best because all of them 
are top guys in their own right. You know, all of them could be top guys or top tag teams in their, you know, in their match or in their, better yet, not in their match, but better yet, in their division. Like, they all can be the top guys if they wanted to, but what makes them so fucking strong as a group is that they are all on the same page and they all, you know, will fuck you up. So, yeah, man. Bullet Club is a real, real dope-ass group that I feel like is basically an NWO tribute band. An NWO and DX, especially with the Young Bucks when they started, you know what I'm saying? Doing the DX chops and saying suck it and having the t-shirts that said too sweet and suck it on the back of it. So, they're basically like a cover band. But they have, they don't do the same exact things as the NWO. But they put on way... Way, 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 way better matches than the NWO could have ever dreamed of. NWO lived off of a lot of hype, whereas these guys, they talk shit and they back it up. So that was basically, you know, my little, you know, giving you guys, version of giving you guys an origin, if you ever see me and my friends, you know, we too sweet each other. You know, these guys have made wrestling fun again. I don't know if people will say that, but these guys are in New Japan. And they are raking in the fucking money. Like I said, it's Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, the Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga. Um, his brothers as well, um, you got Adam Page, you got the villain Marty Scroll. you've got Cody Rhodes, you got Stephen Amell, which is crazy, um, you have Bad Luck Fale still, you have Takahashi, um, the Tokyo Pimp in there. You know, so they pretty much are a strong ass stable. You know, they are a big stable. And that what makes them dope is that all of them, like I said, all of them could be the top guys. But when they come together, they're fucking dope. And nobody can stop them. So yeah, man. That was... A nice little segment. Um, so if you ever see me and my boys out in the streets and we too sweet each other, too sweet us back, man. That lets you know you're hip. You know, you give me the too sweet. Give me the too sweet when you see me. Too sweet me when you greet me. Too sweet me when you greet me. Da -da -da. Too sweet me when you greet me. Too sweet, sweet, 
sweet, sweet, sweet, sweet, sweet, sweet. Let me stop. Thanks for listening. It's a wrap. I'm giving you guys the rumors and the injuries. I've given you guys insight on the Royal Rumble and who I think is going to win it and some surprise entries that's supposed to pop up in the match. I've given you guys a brief history lesson on how the Bullet Club became what they are today. Giving you guys injuries, retirements, people have signed with the WWE. And man, that's all. I have nothing else to report. If there is anything that you would want as a listener to hear me talk about, you can uh, feel free to call in. You can message me on Instagram at Josh Bentrill at Josh Bentrill all together. You can DM me. Let me know what type of content that you would like to hear on here. You can reach me at Facebook at www.facebook.com slash JDCW13. Leave me messages, comment, you know what you would like to hear. Like how I said at the beginning, this is a show for the fans, by the fans. So this show is basically dedicated to my homeboy Cole Ross. We talked earlier, we chopped it up, and bro was like, hey man, like you always talking about the Bullet Club, give us some info about the Bullet Club. Give us some info about the Royal Rumble. Give us some info, man. So I gave y'all boys some info. You can hit me up on all that social media right there. Let me know what you want. And, you know, the episode tomorrow is going to be like a free, free day. You know how, like, we get that substitute. Tomorrow's the substitute, I mean. But yeah, that's it. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope that you listened and you loved what you hear. I hope that I, you know, taught you something. I hope that you learned something about the Royal Rumble that you didn't know. I hope that I gave you as much insight on the game or the wrestling world as I could. I hope that you, you know what I'm saying, were satisfied with the rumors. And, you know, like I said before, prayers go out to Moose, Dean Ambrose, and Paige with their injuries. Let them be healed. Let them have a great healing process so they can get back into the ring and do what they love. Like how I said, if you want to get in contact with me, you know, call in, comment on the show. You know, you can hit me up on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash JDCW13. You can hit me up on the Instagram and Twitter at Josh Bentrill at Josh Bentrill. 
It's been a pleasure to serve you guys to do this podcast. I'm going to take this podcast wrestling shit over. And as my favorite wrestler, Kitty Omega, says, goodbye and a good night. Bang.